Hello and welcome to Game of Thrones, MTV's weekly Game of Thrones podcast. I'm Rachel Handler. I'm a pop culture writer here at MTV News, and I'm here with my fellow pop culture writers, Teo Bugby. Hi, Teo. Hello. And Crystal Bell. Hi. The expert extraordinaire of Game of Thrones. I know I can never bring that lot back. All I can do with time I've got left is bring a little goodness into the world. So let's talk about last night's episode. Uh, I, First of all, Crystal, I have so many questions for you about who <laughs> were the cult people. I don't even know what was going on. <laughs> Brother Ray. I mean, he's totally different in the books. Oh, he is in the books. Yeah, okay. he, he's in the books. He's kind of a priest. And this was very this was like a happy hippie commune in the Riverlands. OK, that's all it was. Yeah, I really enjoyed it, actually. It was such a different pace and a different tone than what we're used to on Game of Thrones. Uh-huh. Like that whole pre-credit scene was great just the opening of that I love this season for that exact reason of like how it just immediately rips off band-aids it doesn't make you wait for anything it just gives you what you want Hmm. but but yeah so he is in the books he's very different but Ian McShane I thought like MVP of this episode. He's my bay of the week, hundred percent. Oh, yeah. without question. He's yeah, just his extremely sexual. Like of the week. <laughs> I <Yeah>. feel like <laughs> his hanging bloated corpse. Bay of the week. Yeah, nice and blue. Yeah. Um, no, I feel like he's somebody who could have been cast on this show as so many characters, and they really picked the right one for him. Like they waited all six seasons to be like, "You're gonna be the one leading the hippies." Yeah. <laughs> well, true. It's such a great opportunity for him too, because it was just like one day. He was like, "I was just there yeah, for one day." Like, literally, easiest job. No wonder he spoiled everything because he literally gave zero fucks. He was only Tits there for dragons. one day. Yeah. <laughs> Best quote ever. Exactly. He was. He's on our level. Like, he would get yeah. on Crohn's and be on this level right now. Yeah. Oh, he would be a really good, like, the single male Crone. I want to try to get... Um, What's her face? The girl, the little ruler girl, the more Liana. Liana. I want to try to get her on the. I emailed them today. We'll see. (laughs) HBO, if you hear us, please let her on. Yeah, we need her. Yeah, but yes. Okay, so I was really just confused the entire time. And why? Why did those guys kill them? And who were they? And what was that? The Brotherhood Without Banners. So you'll probably remember them. Seasons three. Uh, They're very different, though. They. they're now kind of rape and pillaging their way through the Riverlands, mm. which is, uh, I wonder why. I wonder who, it doesn't sound like that was Barrack's command the last time we saw them. So I kind of wonder who's in charge there. I kind of wonder if this is like another mislead of a, I know that they've been teasing or like questioning for several seasons now, like, will Lady Stoneheart show up? Mm-hmm. But I feel like if ever there was a moment where I thought that might happen, this seemed more likely than in the past. Yeah, because like who's giving them those commands to sort of go and kill all of those people? And then they've also been causing a lot of trouble for the phrase. Mm-hmm. Wait, but why? What was their motive? Was they just wanted their like well chopped potatoes? Like, yeah, <laughs> they just literally just food, steal. I mean, the hound had it exactly correct. Mm-hmm. He was like, they're going to come back. You said you had food. They know you have iron. They know you have steel. They're going to take it from you, okay. and they're going to use violence. So it wasn't anything else besides that. It was just no. sort of basic murdering in the countryside. Exactly. Okay. Which, you know, I think, like, Game of Thrones, that is the Game of Thrones of yesteryear, right? Yeah. Of Like, we have to remind you that this is a violent <laughs> world where people will just die at the drop of a hat. And uh, it was just so nice to have those moments with the Hound and with Brother Ray to have you know, a bit of tranquility. Mm -hmm. We don't get a lot of that. Well, I also feel like Game of Thrones at its best 
is a show that's a, about sort of the power dynamics of trying to figure out how to live. You know, it's how mm-hmm. what a how you can survive in this world and like the different kinds of rules that you might have, the different kinds of societies that you might make. And this was like an interesting vision of what happens when people choose not to be violent and the viability of choosing nonviolence in this world and how you have to, you can't just decide that you're going to give up the sword. Like the world itself won't let you do that. Mm -hmm. And I thought it was an interesting moment for the Hound too to come back, like to come back onto the show and then immediately be pushed into that ethical place. Also Mm -hmm. like a very big cautionary tale about how loud chopping wood is. You can't hear the screams of hundreds being murdered. How did murdered. he not hear that? I don't know. He was so busy. He was so obsessed with chopping. I, I could not get over out. it. Maybe he passed out. He was just so overexerted. Doesn't he only have one like working ear, though? True. Well, but it's, that's what I was wondering, too. But his one messed up ear does have still have like an ear hole. So he probably right. can hear. And he wasn't that far away. No. It's like you don't go five miles away to chop wood. I'm telling you, in the past year, I've noticed so many movies and TV shows that just do that thing where a guy chops wood to demonstrate how angry and like sad he is. Oh, yeah, Captain America. Captain America, Scandal. Like There's that whole scene about the wood chop. Like, they're always just like, I'm going to chop up logs because I can't <laughs> express myself. Um, so that was really delightful for me. I yeah. did believe that he was like actually a wood chopper, though. Like Sometimes you watch those scenes and it's like, listen... What's the guy's name from Scandal? Like, I didn't. That guy has not never chopped wood in his whole Mm -hmm. life. The Hound spent his entire life chopping wood. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would stake my life on it. (laughs) Um, So, in terms of other big things that happened in this episode, we had Marjorie, who we finally realized Mm -hmm. was definitely fucking with everyone, doing a great job. (laughs) Yeah, great. Who knows what her plan is? The fact that she just looked at Cersei and was like, you might be the worst person I've ever met. (laughs) I was like, yes. She's so good. They give her all the best lines. I love it. Always. The thing about, that's another thing, though. Like, I think I really liked this episode, and I know we give Game of Thrones a lot of shit, but I was really down for a whole lot of the things that were going on. And in the same way that we were seeing sort of the different kinds of worlds that you can have with Brother Ray, um, I also think that that's always something I'm into with the Tyrells, wherein Mm -hmm. they're such a feminine way of how they manipulate power and like all of those like coded conversations and like knowing who's listening is such a different way in which to approach how to manipulate Mm -hmm. the game than what we see in the male characters Mm -hmm. they're a very matrilineal house in many ways yeah i'm just so excited to see what she's gonna do me too i I hope she crazy i I hope she fucks the high sparrow (laughs) (laughs) i did sense a little bit of you're, you never know on this show. You're yeah, like, yeah, yeah. anyone could be having sex at any moment. I thought he Related. was going to get a handy, to oh be honest. God. A little bit. I also thought that, that. I have no idea what she's doing, though, but I'm, like, completely in on it. Like, I'm totally there for the ride. I have to imagine that her biggest concern is her brother. Right. Because they've already established that. Like, everything she's doing, she's really doing for Loras. Mm-hmm. I really thought that Loras was not long for this world. It just turns out that they just don't even show him anymore. So that's why he's also doing a Netflix show at the same time. What Netflix show? He's doing Iron Fist. Oh. Yeah. So I, I for immediately, he was, he was cast and I was like, well, he's dead. But really, they just don't have to show him. So mm. it's fine. But yeah, so I, I would assume that it's to save Loras. But then she said that, you know, Loras can either, can he can confess his sins and give up his title, which is very interesting. Because mm-hmm. then he won't be Lord you know, of House Tyrell, or he can basically die for what he did. 
So I, I don't know what they're doing there. And I have it would be interesting to know if she's going to work with Cersei in any way. Oh, Marjorie? Mm-hmm. That would be interesting. What What do you think the rose meant? Is that their, like, house in Yeah, yeah the yeah. house sigil. That was her just telling her grandmother, like, look, I'm still a Tyrell, but, okay. like, get out of here because things are going to get bad. So it was not about Charlie Rose, which was my thing. Mm-hmm. No. I she was I like, almost, Charlie Rose wishes. It's on later. Charlie Rose always gets really weird <laughs> with the women on his show. Just throwing it out there. <laughs> I was like, oh, she loves Charlie Rose. Yeah, okay. Charlie Rose so could not be a crown. her spare time. Um, so I agree with you that this episode had really good parts, but I also think there was so much Boring. Like the whole thing about when they were in River Run, like who was going to storm the castle better. They were just like talking on a moat. Like nothing. Ha- they were just like, no, I'm going to storm the castle. No, I'm going to storm. That's for like 20 minutes. It was That's so fair. boring. What I'm kind that? of into it. Are you? Yeah. I'm kind of into it because I find that old guy hot. Which one? Oh, oh Blackfish? Yeah, yeah. He totally. might be my bay of the week. He's old The bay. thing I love about the Blackfish is the Blackfish got his name because he refused to marry anyone. That's he was why like, his name oh, that. He's yeah. like, well, I'm not marrying anyone. And then they're like, oh, you're kind of like the black sheep of our family. They're like, oh, wait, our house sigil is a fish. You're actually the Blackfish. Wow. I know. They're really smart. Wow. Thank run. you for explaining that. I thought it was because he had that fishy armor <laughs> on. Maybe that came after. I, that makes a lot more sense. Yeah. I was like, God damn it. Is that why his name is Blackfish? Because yeah. he's wearing like a fish on his shirt. Yeah. But, but I, that makes more I, sense. I just, I love that character. I'm really hoping. I mean, we wrote about it last week, guys. We all sort of chose a character that we want to see die. I chose Jamie Lannister just because I feel like he's just pretty non-essential to the plot at this point. Mm-hmm. So I wouldn't mind if the Blackfish just killed him. But he's looking so good this season. He is looking great. He's got great armor (laughs) right now. Great armor, great white horse. Yeah. It's all working. (laughs) Um, Do you know who he really looks like, honestly? Who? Is in Shrek 2, the Prince Charming cartoon. I'm not, like, super familiar with the Shrek It's okay, but, like, look it up later and you'll see. That's his long hair, though, right? Yeah, that's his long hair, but, you know, just imagine the haircut and you can see it. Okay. Yeah, I but will. he looks better with the short hair. We for think sure. we can all agree. Did Jamie he cut his better. hair? Well, like yeah, from long hair season one bit. and oh, two. I don't. I'm bad at noticing that kind D- of thing. Sorry, Jamie. It's not personal. You don't want to remember seasons one and two, <laughs> so it's okay. <laughs> Great. Hey, Game of Crones listeners. This is Crystal Bell. If you have a question for me or Rachel or any of the other crones, or have a comment that you want to share, please hit up our email address at gameofcronespod at gmail.com. Just let us know what you're thinking. Any thoughts? Just no dick pics, please. John and Sansa are going around the north, um, just like begging people the for. North. They're like Jehovah's <laughs> Witnessing around the north, just like trespassing. But the Liana character, the new Liana, yes. which I'm so sick of. Like, why do they have to have two Lianas and make things even more confusing? I know. But, well, they never do that. That's exactly in the books a lot because what you'll see is a lot of characters are actually named from other characters because what they do is you have a big house like the Starks and all of the little houses like you know the Manderleys or in this case the Mormonts in order to show their honor to the Starks they'll name someone oh like um does that example, happen with like like actual kings? Do people maybe. do that? Yeah, I mean, aren't they named the same all the time? Probably. Like, it, I guess they're all named I like George. Was, no, yeah, King George. I guess I was just thinking like this is like the phenomenon of Elizabeth people naming their kids after famous people. Yeah, yeah. Oh. <laughs> no, it's true. You know, like in uh, in the books, Robin Aaron is actually Robert Aaron, named from King Robert Baratheon. Just so confusing. But they just were like, so we can't have we can't have like three Roberts right. running around. <laughs> we need to change their names. Um, she was the best. Character I've ever She's seen amazing. on this entire Without show. Question. Yeah, 
I'm in love with her. I want to be her. It was the best five minutes of like any character introduction I've ever oh, seen. Oh, it's incredible. clearly the best ruler we've ever oh, seen yeah, on this that's show by true. far. The way she just like shut down John and Sansa, yeah. especially being like, "Are you a Lannister or a Bolton?" It's really not clear. I was like, "Oh <laughs> my god!" It's like slut shaming Sansa. Yeah. It was, and I was there. I was like, "All right, yeah." Okay. Yeah, no, that's the thing too. Is like the Starks deserve to be dragged a bit, like especially <laughs> Rob. Like I was living for a three <laughs> seasons late. Somebody being like, "Y'all bitches were so dumb about yeah. the way you handled that whole situation," and you fucked it up for so many people and like to have it delivered too to like dumb Jon Snow who clearly doesn't have the social (laughs) skills to handle that kind of situation just magnificent and by a 10 year old girl girl. (laughs) but like honestly that's the kind of thing where like a 10 year old girl should be able to have that conversation right Mm -hmm. like he's like not even at the level of the average 10 year old girl let alone this spectacular 10 year old girl and can we just talk about how her cousin is like the biggest fuck boy ever her cousin's Jorah Oh, that's her oh, cousin. Oh, yeah. Cousin. So she's, like, fighting against her genes, Wait, he's too. he's so much wow. older than her. Well, he technically would be the the lord if, if yeah, but like he gran- hadn't disgraced his family. You know grandpas on this show, like, keep on going. For, that's true. You know. Wait, but why? You know what? I don't even care. I believe it. <laughs> okay. Who is Sansa writing to? Is she writing to Littlefinger? I think she's writing to Littlefinger. She's, I mean, they yeah. need help. And he offered her the Knights of the Veil, and she was like, no, I don't need it. And yeah. now she's like, but wait, I need it. I do. Yeah. I'm not. As, why did she have such good makeup in this episode? It was distracting. <laughs> Everything about John and Sansa's look, I'm totally feel like John got such a great makeover. Yeah, like true clothes. Like we know Sansa made him his new shawl, mm-hmm. but the hair is great. The man bun. I mean, I've been feeling the man bun for a few episodes, but we haven't really talked about it. But no, I think I'm we're all pro on team man great. bun. Team yeah. man bun. I'm just like if you're their whole thing is they're walking around in the frigid winter and they look on great. horseback. And no, her but makeup like, was on point. She had like perfect like little flicked eyeliner and great lip gloss. Some contouring right there. I was like, yeah. what? Do they even have makeup in Westeros? They I mean, how do they how do they make clothes for one one, the giant? You know, it's like That's there's a, a whole behind question. the scenes thing we one need to one go. got his first line this episode was right? that the first time he ever talked no yeah <laughs> it scared me i actually jumped i thought yeah i, I'm like, out. I didn't know he could even talk no. so yeah one one no dicks this episode no we dicks, just say but that we got we got a giant one giant one giant mm. jamie looked good john looked good no penises whatever Tormund had a lot of lines i feel like he got more than usual so that, oh, that we got lesbians this episode. Oh, though. that was that's great. Like, yeah, that was great. That's like Love the trade-off yeah. for no dick for me. Did yeah. we know she was gay? No, that was not, definitely yeah. a bonus for this episode. I was like, yes, please. <laughs> well, what we knew, though, is remember when Theon put his hand on her pants when they were riding horseback? I'll never forget it. And no. she was like decidedly <laughs> not into it. She was like, no. But also because it was a man. But right. yes. She's like, if only you were a woman, my sister, <laughs> yeah. this would work. Probably. I'm not going to lie there. Probably. Well, is she gay in the books or no? No. They just, I think, I feel like they, they kinda... ta- tacked that on as oh, that yeah, felt fan servicey. They're like, yeah. oh, there's no lesbians. I guess we'll make like the most I feel like butch it's... looking one a lesbian. I know. I feel yeah. like it's to pay off for next week having like a little love fest with Brienne and Jamie. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's like they can't make like the butchest one like the actual Oh, you're one. right. She is the butchish. I feel like the second one. But she was in love with Renly. Like, we knew that she was in love with Renly. Oh, yeah. 
That was a mistake. I know. <laughs> but he was so pretty. Let's take a moment to appreciate how pretty Renly was. I can't get behind Renly in the same way that I can't get behind Rob Stark. I just really can't. I don't have any patience <laughs> for people who want to rule the realm, but then don't have, like, any sense Have no of, clue how to do yeah, it. Yeah, <laughs> it's so dumb. Like, step down and find someone more appropriate well, for this job. He did, I guess, by being killed. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Um, both of them. So, like, they served their purpose. I'm tired of watching you cower like a beat dog. Drink the goddamn ale. I love how Yara was like, either kill yourself or <laughs> stop being annoying. Stop she being a whiny yeah, bitch. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> told her brother to kill himself. And then he was like, okay, that seems like a fair point. I'll just chuck it this beer and everything's going to be yeah. great. But also the, the blink and you miss it line there is that they're headed to Marine. Oh, Finally. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Finally, maybe some resolution. Maybe this will be Danny's way out. But I also think Danny's it was so gonna crazy. have too many suitors. That was one of <laughs> yeah. that was how I, I had her die in our um, ways that we, we would kill Game of Thrones people. She's just gonna be smothered by <laughs> all of the love being offered her away by useless suitors. Oh, you think Yara's gonna seduce her? Yara, Theon, oh. Dickless Theon, like just like <laughs> offer her like the marriage that. of the what are they? The Ironborn. Mm-hmm. He because isn't he's like the number one still, right? Yeah, Euron. No, well, Euron is like the most viable, but then yeah. Theon well, he's is still actively like, going after her. Yeah, he's like Euron. Probably, yeah, he's sending her love letters. He's trying to woo her. Like, oh yeah, I forgot about that. Like, that's also, his he's, master he's got to hold on. He's still got to make those thousand ships. I'm yeah. like, still not <laughs> over still, that. Everybody wants a thousand wood. ships. Yeah. That's the best part. They're like one thousand is exactly <laughs> yeah. the ships that we need. Uh, just like separately yeah, deciding yeah, yeah. that about a thousand. <laughs> oh, but the thing about um, the Yara, the, the whole Yara Theon, like little interaction to me was so strange is that they're running for their lives but they're getting drunk and having sex with hookers well, that where was were they? point he was like shouldn't we me run like he's scared all the time and Yara's i just wanted just to like, know chill. where the hell they were it was like they like found their way up the alps to switzerland and were like listen yeah. this is the safe zone they're probably in a free i imagine they're in one of the free cities okay oh, okay which would yeah, make sense question maybe mark. closer to marine okay but all i mean right. it's hard to tell where exactly they are so we had a lot of deaths this week, but no one that we knew, right? Just the strange hippie. No one that cult. we knew. Oh, yeah. But I, I think like who None des- of those if we're gonna do who it. deserved it most, I would probably say Edmure Tully, even though he didn't die. I mm. love Tobias Menzies. I'm just gonna put it out there. Love you, Tobias. He's useless as a character. And we know <laughs> that. Like he's the one who couldn't shoot the arrow and light his dad on fire in the whole like burial ceremony. Yeah, that was another like, moment he's a for useless me. Character. For sure. Of like being super hot for that old guy, the blackfish. Exactly. Was being like him taking a look at his own nephew, brother, useless whatever. Nephew. Yeah, like and being like, listen, he can die. That's <laughs> it's all right. Fine. <laughs> Let him no go. one cares about him. <laughs> Which is great because like the implications of that are amazing because he basically seals the fate of his entire house. Like, his entire house dies with Edmure Tully, which is why they're saying, like, we have this guy who means so much to the Tullys, and here's the blackfish being like, like actually, no, he can just die. It's fine. I don't even care about my house anymore. Yeah, I don't. Yeah. Like, <laughs> this guy sucks. He just wants his everybody sucks. He just wants his castle. He wants to be left alone <laughs> in his own bedroom. Like, any. He was born there. Yeah, exactly. I thought it was really interesting this week that there was no Danny, no Bran, no Tommen, no Sam. I they know. Heard us. All of the worst characters were gone this we, episode. We, we wrote a whole thing, for those who aren't familiar, on, on mtvnews.com about how we would each character we would kill and how we would kill them. We all picked one. These were the four that we picked. Who was the fifth one, though? 
Jamie. I wrote about Jamie. Oh, Jamie. Okay. But, but Jamie, he's, he's okay. Fine. He's pretty. Yeah, but so he's they didn't have candy, any yeah. of the ones that we got annoyed with. They they were all off this week, which I thought was really beautiful. It really you, added HBO. to the show for me, actually. Yeah. Like, actually really yeah. did. No, and I was so happy that, that there was no brand. I was just bracing myself. Yeah. <laughs> I was happy for no Danny because I just couldn't. Like, her and the Blood Riders. I don't want to think about Danny if I don't have to think about Danny. Let's not. Yeah. Let's, Let's not. talk about Arya. Okay, oh. Arya. What, is she going to? Stabbed. Just, she's not gonna die. So dumb. No, she's not dying. I thought that was very dumb. It was. She dumb. was clearly not dying. They showed her in the Game of Thrones season six preview, jumping like houses. Like she's <laughs> not dying. I that whole thing was just so. I'm so done with the whole Bravos and the whole bitchy girl whose whole thing just. Is also, to kill like it was kind her. of dumb of Arya. Like if you know that you betrayed the faceless men who have the ability to look like anyone <laughs> and also would you like, really be out wandering around bravos also like watch a movie aria clearly it's going to be the granny like you know like yeah. it's definitely the granny the if weird you have grandma who walks up to you yeah right. hello yeah yeah that little waddler is clearly the one that's going to stab you how is she oh, my thought was that she would maybe go and find the actress Lady Crane to help her. You know, I hope that they bring Lady Crane and the the troop back, but I don't know if they I mean, will. Especially They're, because Lady Crane them. is the lady from the Babadook. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just bring her back yeah. from her screen time. And you, so you were saying earlier, Crystal, you had an interesting theory about fan service in this season. Yes, I mean, I know that Ingu wrote about how Sam is sort of the definition of a Mary Sue for George R. R. Martin uh, <laughs> in her post last week. Shout but out to Ingu. Yeah, great shout stuff. Ingu. <laughs> Who hates Sam more than I hate anything, I think. <laughs> Not more um, than I hate Sam. <laughs> <laughs> but I think uh, one of the things that I've been noticing this season, especially last night's episode, was kind of how everything is feeling like fan service to me. And maybe that's because I've read the books and I've had at least five years to come up with so many of these theories. But so much of what fans have thought was going to happen this season is happening. And we saw it with Benjen. We saw it with Jon Snow. We're probably going to see it when they reveal Jon Snow's parentage. Mm-hmm. I mean, and that's big. Like, that's something that has been around for 20 years, that right. fan theory. So I'm sort of getting to the point where it's feeling like there's been a slight tonal shift in Game of Thrones where things are decidedly a little happier this season like bad stuff is still happening but it doesn't feel like the nihilistic like trek through the mud that season five was which i feel like in every episode something terrible was happening and every character was going nowhere right so do you feel like the writers are listening to like the online chatter and kind of tweaking it well i feel like they're not beholden to the text anymore right so like now they're allowed to use their own narratives and like flex their own muscles and I feel like it's becoming a little bit more conventional probably because they don't have the constraints of George R. R. Martin. But I also feel like isn't this sort of to the result of George R. R. Martin not having written a book for a really long time? Oh, 100%. And sort of, I mean, he's put himself in the position where he's got he has to start wrapping up mm-hmm. stories and the show has to move faster than him. And so we're in, like, he's in wrapping up writing territory and seems to be really struggling with it. Um, I'm so stressed for him. (laughs) (laughs) I know. I know. Like, as somebody who really just, like, struggles with deadlines, like, George. I cannot imagine. (laughs) Yeah. No wonder. Deadline stress. Yeah. He's, like, dealing with, like, 15 years of deadline stress. I know. It's, I mean, and also here's the thing is, like, you'll probably hear time and time again that. The books were, they subverted a lot of these typical genre tropes. And the show is doing a less convincing job of it. I mean, of course, we had the Red Wedding. 
we had Ned Stark's death in season one. Like, those were all things that were established in the books. For me, the biggest surprise this season, as Teo and I were talking about, was the Hodor's death, which I felt like was probably the, la- I think the last time that the show has surprised us on such a big scale. Um, but it's, you know, here's the thing. Like, George R. R. Martin, whether he likes it or not, has written a lot of tropes into his story. And he cannot subvert every single one of them because then it's just going to, like, delve into chaos. Mm -hmm. You know, like, he's going to have to give some of these characters, like, their conventional endings. Right. I mean, wasn't the first thing, though, that he, like, said when he met the Davids, like, what do you think R plus L equals whatever, J, means? You know, he has had, like, these sort of Mm long-standing stories that he's just been not wrapping up you know what I mean yeah. so it's sort of like at some point it has to happen and now the show is doing it for him you know Game of Thrones is fucking up when Crystal is like Game yeah of Thrones is fucking <laughs> up. Like, I know I'm like I don't know it's Again, real now it is I real like, <laughs> I don't know see I just don't know how close like it is to what he's been telling them yeah. to because aren't they ha- they're having like all sorts of meetings like I'm I haven't ruled out the possibility that George R.R. R. Martin is the one who's like tropey you know like yeah I totally agree and I'm not mad at it. Here's the thing. Season six has actually been, I think, my favorite season. And maybe that's because I don't know what's happening a lot of the time and it's exciting for me. But I think they've done a really great job. And I think George, I think he's kind of, the reason why it's taken so long for him to write this book is maybe he's fighting with that. He's looking at what they're doing on the show and he's being like, well, they got there first. Like, mm-hmm. how do I make this different? Like, how? Because now every big reveal, we have George R. R. Martin saying, oh, like, listen, it's going to go down differently yeah. in the books. <laughs> every time something happens, he's like, it's going to happen differently in the books. And now I just feel like he's going back to his typewriter or whatever he writes on because it's not an actual computer. And he's just going like, OK, erase this. Like, erase oh 500 pages of this and let's so start stressed. over. And, yeah, I can't <laughs> even imagine. And, like, I do, like, it's. I don't know whether I should feel for him or whether I should be mad at him because it's really his own fault, but... He played himself. He did. He He played played himself. himself. Yeah. All right. Well, so next week we'll probably have to confront all of our least favorite characters again. This was a nice little respite for us. Next week looks pretty amazing. Yeah. yeah, There's only three left, you guys. This is getting so real. (laughs) Um, Thanks for joining me, Teo and Crystal. I'm excited to talk a lot of shit about all the people we hate next week. Yay. This episode of Game of Crones was produced by Michael Catano and Mukta Mohan for the MTV Podcast Network. Follow us on Twitter and like us on Facebook at MTV News and MTV Podcasts. You can subscribe to this and other MTV podcasts on iTunes.